friends, how's it going? Tiffany Pratt, this is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the love jam. Coco, hey, enough's with the freaking faucet running. Let's do this podcast, okay? Give me me a minute. What are you doing in the kitchen, bro? All right. Well, here, I'm here. I'm just, I was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and I just, uh, you know, I got the uh, Touch2O technology faucet from Delta Faucets Canada and I just touch it and then it goes off. Oh my God. Are you intrigued? I'm so intrigued. Things are sounding so fancy. Touch and go, baby. You just <laughs> touch it and it does what you want. So, so what, you installed this puppy? Yeah, it's super easy to install. Um, you can, you can hook it up to power or it comes with batteries and you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking or if you've been in the garden or if you've got stuff in your hand, touch it with any, you know, any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it comes on. What about your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on and just, you don't have to, you know, squeegee the hand. And not only that, you can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it. And it comes on at the temperature, and you've got a little LED. Ooh. Yeah, it shows you, you know, from cold to blue to red to, to hot. So you always know what temperature the water's at. It's slick times. It's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it. You're loving your Delta Fossils Canada business. Absolutely. And you know what? Super nice of them. And they even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything but this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Faucets Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom! In the house. Touch and go. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now, let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. Could I be more blessed more lucky, more excited than to have my dear, special, beautiful, incredible, talented, touched 
friend, Charmaine Cooper, here with me today on the Love Jam. Oh my goodness, Tiffany. Welcome, welcome. It is an honor. The blessing is completely mine. Oh, sure. And thank you for asking me to join you. I'm so happy. <laughs> We've been talking about this. You just said for a year and a half. About a year and a half. Long time. Pretty crazy. All day Pretty long. Crazy. I'm like, are you sure you want to do the Love Jam? Are you sure you want to do I'm the like, Love Jam? What? Of course. Are you kidding me? This is why we're here. I'm so excited to share you with everyone that um, is listening here today. And it's amazing because... I don't, I listened to other podcasts and I, I recently listened to one uh, yesterday and it was, the host was giving a precursor to mm-hmm. who was coming on mm-hmm. and kind of gave them a bit of a bio and I don't do oh, that. I just yeah. throw the peoples right in the water. You're so mean there, girl. I want to throw you right in the water. <laughs> and so I, instead of telling the peoples about you, I think what I'm going to do is start with our love story. I love it. As I always do. And I want the peoples to hear how we met. And then more than anything, I'm excited for them to hear about who you are what you do with your life, the journey you've chosen, and what you're embarking on. Awesome. Because you have this incredible special spirit and being on this planet, and you have so much to share. So buckle up, friends, because this next hour is going to touch your heart. It's going to touch your spirit. It's going to touch your soul. And that's what being with Charmaine does for me every time, and I am feeling so lucky that I get to share her with you. So, um, so our love story, I'm going to let you start. <laughs> First of all, our love story is absolutely epic. That's the word I give it because you had me at hello, <laughs> you know? So when we met and it was at a previous place of employment and we had some networking yep. in it and we, we, we worked with you, it was such an honor to work with you. But when I walked into the room and I was introduced to you, you just hugged me. Like people don't just, and this is not just a regular hug. You embraced me with your heart, Aww. with your soul, sure. with who you are. And I felt that on the first moment. And we had talked over email. Yeah, before. we were emailing back we were and forth. Emailing back yeah, yeah, and yeah. forth. But when I met you, I'm like, is she for real? And instantly I'm like, she is. What a blessing. And then the rest of that night blew me out of the water. So, and, and it's been like that ever since. You have touched me. You've blessed me. You've been a gift to me and so many people. So I honestly want to tell you how much of a gift you are and remind you of the rarity that you offer the world. So thank you for being a part of my life. Sure. First of all, <laughs> I get I, I get lucky to work with different companies all yes, the time. Yes. And, you know, you have these email banters and then it's right. sort of, can you do this for us? And uh-huh. can you come in in that cir- circumstance? I was coming in to do lead an art project and do a talk. Yeah. Yeah. And you gave me a chance. You, without really knowing what was about to come Mm -hmm. from me, Mm -hmm. thought, let's just give this girl a shot, bring her in and Mm -hmm. see if she can inspire some of our people. Right. And I never forgot that because I feel like all we ever need in our life is an opportunity. Absolutely. Is a chance. Yeah. And from that moment forward, all you've ever done is give me a chance. And I think from every chance, bigger, greater things have happened. Yeah. Now you're no longer with that company right, anymore, right. but I just felt like our work together just kept growing it and growing did. Yeah. and as did our friendship. Yeah. And the more we were doing together work-wise, the more I think we really got to get a sense of each other. So I was, because of Charmaine, I was escalated to doing bigger talks at bigger venues with more people for this company over the course of years. And I was never pursued 
by another company to do the type of talks I was mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. in the format I was doing them. Um, and it was because of you that you saw in me something that no one else did. And you championed me to do those things. And by that love, and by that grace, I have been able to really open up. Even the podcast is a great example is oh, to share Tiffany. my message. And it's yeah. a lot to do with, you know, humble beginnings of you listening to what I had to say and believing in it and giving right. me a chance. So please know that you are an integral part of the love message in my life being shared. That and you believed me. in me when maybe no one else knew or did. So I love you for that. And I'm always grateful all the time. And okay. So you left that job. I did. But before we move on, okay. because I have to say thank you for what you just shared, but you called this podcast Love Jam. And it's so appropriate because the Love Jam started for me that night when you inspired our people. Aww. And you may not have had any idea before or since, but there are people that had attended your workshop that we just wanted to inspire them with that were ready to quit, to leave the industry that they were in until you touched them at the very core of who they are. And you said that I made that happen and I understand and I appreciate your graceful words, but I am an, I'm an advocate of the fact that your gift makes room for you. You are a gift. You have a gift for the world, for many people. And I believe what, when I say that your gift makes room for you, I, I believe that when you've got a mantle, a mantle of blessing, a mantle of a gifting that people need that they may not even realize they need, it calls you out. Those opportunities find you. You don't have to, you know, needle your way into anything. It finds you. So that's what I mean by your gift makes room for you. And since then, your gift has continued to bless so many people and that path has gotten brighter and brighter and brighter until the noonday sun. That's the apex of the brightness of the sun and the best for you is still yet to come. I believe that in my whole heart. Sure. I accept all of these beautiful things you always say to me and it always chokes me up. But this podcast, my friend, <laughs> is about you. I'm um, messing me up. <laughs> Take off your earrings, by the way. Your earrings are so loud. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dangly earrings girl. <laughs> I like my earrings. I wish you could see Charmaine Cooper. She's a hot fox. Oh, with girl. her big dangly earrings and your. Don't you? Don't you? I'm doing it. I'm doing you? it. And your lips with your thick glow and your big, bright, beautiful dress today. I love this dress. I'm obsessed. Okay. Let's not even talk about dress. Okay, the dress is sexy. <laughs> I you like stop talking about my dress. Um. So Charmaine Cooper. <clears throat> And I connected on a soul level yeah. instantly. And every time I'd finish a talk, we would just look at each other and nod. And it was like, yeah, girl. And I always kept feeling like, God, I, I just feel like I know this person. Yeah, and I remember yeah. after maybe our third time together, we were, I finished my talk. We were doing a talk out of town. Remember yes, we were in Vancouver? That's right. Whistler. And yes. That's right. And then we both ended up at the airport the next day. Oh, don't even go. Do you there. remember this? Yes. How can I forget? And she's oh sitting gosh. in the airport and Char is like super sophisticated sitting in the airport, super quaff. You know, she's got a little bag of food beside her. She's waiting for the flight. I see her. I jet across. <laughs> I find her in the, in the lounge and I just sat on you and you I, mor on I mortified you. You sat on my lap. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was great. Sat on your lap. I kissed you. I hugged you. And you wouldn't get off. I didn't. And I no. didn't want you to get off. No, I sat there. I remember holding you talking, like, really close, yes, talking your yes, face. Yes, And I was like, so let's talk about the, the talk. Let's talk about the week. How was the week? And and at some point, you're like, okay, now you're going to have to get off me because you're cutting off my circulation. <laughs> I was staying on for a long time. But that's the kind of uh, connection yeah, that agreed. I think not only we have, mm-hmm. but I think the energy that mm-hmm. emanates from you, mm-hmm. that you give off to people, mm-hmm. which is the energy Thank of you. acceptance, the energy of love, the energy of pure light. So I learn about you. I'm discovering you every time we're together, we're working together, we're bonding, things get deeper and thicker and more juicy as friends go, mm-hmm. but always with a distance because we're sort of work associates. Yeah, yeah. And then I hear the news that you're leaving your your stead yeah. or your post is a big jump as in this big company doing big things yeah. and you were going to follow yeah. your heart yeah. and my friends buckle up. This is what the love jam is all about. I'm snapping. My arms are flaring <laughs> because she takes me in to this office yes. and says, I have to tell you to get to a private room. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to tell you something, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to see me here again. I'm, 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 I'm leaving and I'm pursuing my dream. Yeah. Tell everybody. (sighs) That was, you were actually the first person I told, second person I told. You were the second person I told. So let me just say that. And it was a big step for me that I had been thinking about and meditating on for at least, seriously, for about eight months. But it's been something that has been a desire of mine for 20 years. And I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, I just want that to sit for a second right. because I, I truly believe, Shara, that you hold space for that feeling that so many people have that have jobs that they use the security or the paycheck or the cushiness of, of it, it Yes, as a reason to stop listening yeah. to the niggle in your heart to that thing that's you been sitting it. with you for 20 years. That's right. I just want us all to just connect with Shara about that because that's that's something that we all feel. So, okay, keep going. 20 years and then... 20 years and, and before I, you know, you know, clearly articulate that, I think the backstory is, is essential because I believe that life is a gift. I believe that we come into contact with people who are gifts like yourself, like Coco here, like the various individuals that we meet on a regular basis, whether it's once or periodically life is a gift. So what do you do when you get a gift? I got a gift from you today. Such a blessing. Well, there's only two things you can do with a gift. You either receive it, which you have to at some point if it's being given to you. And two, the only other thing you can do with a gift is give it away. Not throw it away. You give it away. That is the purpose of a gift. And life itself is a gift. So when I was 20 years younger, I'm not (laughs) going to give my age away, girl. 20 years younger. I had a deep, passionate desire to pursue the ministry. And um, by that, I don't mean the Ministry of Transportation. I mean um, theological studies. And I just had a desire for it. And I did do courses. And I did like many week courses and stuff. And I just ate it up. And it's like um, food. It was like food for my soul, food for my spirit. And it's like that feeling you knew you were right where you needed to be. I, it was, it was, it was feeding me and it was right. And I felt that calling. Some people call it a calling, some people call it a knowing. I kind of had a bit a bit of both. 
And um, so some things happened. Um, my mother, who was a single mom, like my best friend, she passed away um, suddenly. I mean, she was like three weeks after the diagnosis, she was gone. Rocked my world. Fast. Fast. And I had to grow up fast. Um, and there's no preparing for and that. And there was no preparing for that. My brothers and myself and our family we were just stunned. And I being the only girl and you know, realizing she's not going to be at my wedding and my whole life's dream is completely shifted. I had to settle back, went to Atlanta, just took off some time and I uh, look in, looked into some schools there because I thought I was going to move to Atlanta and just pursue theological studies there. But my heart was saying, this is right, but the timing is not right. Ooh. Yeah. So sometimes you can have a right knowing and you know that this is right. But if the timing is not right, it's wrong. Ooh, I love that, Char. It was wrong for me to do that at that point because I was kind of going to be doing that in my mourning and grieving period, right? right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to embrace it as I should. So I came back after 10 days, after a few things, um, you know, fell through. I said, you know what? Not right now. And I entered the industry that I met you in. Right. I've been in that industry, loved the industry, love the industry still, but that was 20 years later. Right. So doing what I do, loving it, like you said, at the job that I was Touching at, people. Touching people. But the good thing is I used this medium of the industry that I studied in, because I came back and studied for this industry, uh, which was health and wellness. Right. And, but I was still able to do ministry because I was connecting with people. I was hearing their stories, letting them hear that I cared about their narrative, their story. Right. So I was kind of doing that already. And then I realized, um, you know, 10 years into my mother's uh, passing, I was still in a grieving stage. Mm. And I think the moment for me where it just kind of lit up was, and you know, I was kind of embarrassed to think about this, but... I went to the gravesite after nine years, because I only went there once, actually once after we buried her, and I broke down because I could not find her plot. Mm. Like how embarrassing, a daughter that can't find her own mother's plot. Like I wow. was just weeping. I was so embarrassed, ashamed. I'm dishonoring my mother by not having come here regularly. And Tiffany, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Your mother is not there. She's been buried there, but she herself is not there. You have been mourning her death, but you forgot to celebrate her life. Goosebumps. So celebrating her life, how does that look like? She's given me this gift of life. And what am I doing with my life right now? I loved what I was doing in my work. And this is where the seed first was planted. I loved what I was doing, but I knew I was called to more. And the health and wellness sense. only goes so far. You know, yeah. there's something more. And you, but the thing about you, Shar, is you, you're the type of person that's always looking for something more. Yeah. You know, and you always brought the something more to everything that you've ever touched when I was around you. Thank you. And, you know, your mom is a part of that seed of that something more. And in every way, not just with who you are and how you're made, but also how her passing yeah. shifted your life right. to dig deeper oh and I dug deep
Char, you know I've lost a parent too, but it's different because I was younger. Mm. And sometimes I think, um, you know, there's no good way to lose a parent. None. But when you're talking about digging deep, Mm -hmm. sister, I hear you. Mm -hmm. So tell me, tell me everything. Yeah, so um, 10 years had passed and that was when I could really start to heal. And, and you know, when you carry a wound, you know, we were, call, we were talking about earlier a controlled wounding when it comes to skin health and whatnot um, and the place for that. But when it comes to controlling the wounds that you refuse to deal with on the inside, there is no healthy outcome. And I allowed those wounds, those sores, those regrets, those and those things that I felt like, oh, I'll never get to do that with my mom. Oh, I should have done this and I should have been a better daughter. And I allowed that to fester and it was taking away from my life. It was taking away from the gift that I believe God has given every single one of us. And um, when I made that shift that I need to celebrate life, not mourn a death, but sell, look at it from the other side, I said the best way for me to do that, to bring her honor is to pursue life to its fullest. And I know we all say that. And I know that we're all very quick to to say, yeah, you know, go for the gusto. But if you're going for it for the wrong reasons, if you're going for the things, if you're going for the acquisitions, and if you're going for how it looks with the Joneses, that's quite empty. And I found myself kind of just fluttering around asking, why am I doing this? And I said, you know, I love what I do. I love the industry, the health and wellness I'm in, but I want to be able to empower people to prosper spirit, soul, and body. And I was doing body. I was doing a little bit of soul, but I wasn't touching on the spirit. And I felt that that's what my mom left me. I felt like that is what kind of anchors our bodies and our souls, the health of our spirit. So... I, you know, 13 years later with that particular company, which is what we, where we how met, we met, how yep. we met, thank <laughs> God, my goodness. Um, I said, if not now, when this is something you've wanted to do from 20 years ago, if not now, then when, and you know, I, I believe in talking to God, like a conversation, like how we're talking. Yeah. I just talked to him in my heart. I talked to him just normally. That's what I refer to as prayer or meditation. And I remember saying, oh God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Eight months before I, I made the shift, what do you want me to do? And I heard in my heart, not audibly, not like another voice in the room, but I heard that just came up in my spirit. What do you want to do? And that shocked me because I'm like, no, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Because don't we all love to be told what we to do? We want to be told, Tiffany, yeah, what to do. Just just give me the answer. Mm-hmm. Prof, can you just give me the answer to the Make question? Make it easy. Make it easy for me. Yeah. But we won't work out the equation for ourselves because then we appreciate the A plus when we get it. Of course. Or the C plus, and then we can work on it again. And he said, what do you, what do you emphasize to you? What do you want to do? I said, I want to do what I wanted to do 20 years ago. Go for it. I'll be with you. I'll back you up. And it was the walking on water that truly shook me. People are like, what do you mean you're leaving? 
what do you mean you're leaving? You've got X, Y, Z. Yeah, you had it all. I mean, you're top of your game, Char. You were you that's were top what it of your game. Like to people, I know, but you know that's what life is for yeah, others is appearances, yeah. as you said. Come on, and the appearances of it all is the illusion. Yes, because the illusion is only what we think, and it's Come not on. what we deeply know. Yeah, and that's where I think we connect. Yes, yes, because yeah. we're not looking to look; we're looking to feel. Yeah, and be and and, and know in our hearts. That's right. That's right. And feel like that's the most important piece. And so you've done it. So let's, like you told the people, you're like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but I loved my journey with them. They were such an intricate part of who I was and who I was becoming and my journey. And it was a blessing to be with them. Blessing to be in that industry. They strengthened your spirit. They strengthened my spirit. And to this day, I still connect with them. Because they will always be family for me. Of course. And they're rooting me on. And, and I believe as human beings, Tiffany, and I want to emphasize beings. We're not human doings. We're human beings. And we need to be who we've been purposed and called and placed on this earth to be. Or we'll never be fulfilled. And I think understanding that I could do what it looks like I'm expected to do. But at the end of my life, when I am about to close my eyes and take my last breath, it's not going to be the doings that's going to, you know, impact or leave a legacy for others. It's who I was. So the walking out on water was propelled by that knowing of I've got to be what I've been called to be. And, and there's no more waiting there's and there's no, no more excuses more and no. there's no more time that I have to leave in between this moment yes. and the dream. That's right. And it's the gift giving away your life. Yeah. You know, I believe there's a, a very proverbial saying in the Bible that says, if you try to hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it away, you will find it. Because when you're trying to hold on to sand, you stop living. It's going to slip through your hands anyway. Yep. But when you release it and when you trust the process and when you trust your inner knowing, that voice, that whether you pray, meditate, whatever it is that you know is right, you will start to live. That's how you find your life. And, and I'm living you, well, and I'm learning still. I'm still learning. Well, you're learning all the time because every day I remember when you said TP, <laughs> that's, that's what I what call you. Call you. Exactly. <laughs> TP, I'm going to seminary school. Yeah. And I said, what did I say? I said, of course you are. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, of you course did. you are. With those course, eyes. Yeah. Like, of course you are. Of course you sure. are. And from that moment forward, I was feeling so, I mean, you know, I love this stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I would say I'm, I'm running a secret agency of love and my own love ministry. I love it. That's exactly. Um, and we talked about it in that room. We did. And I believe that our work in the world yeah. is our ministry. You got it. Our, our interactions with others, yes. how we present ourselves, how we live and share and give yeah. and relate That's right. is our ministry. You got it. And so I 
I speak your language, sister. Oh, we've been speaking the same language for years. So when yeah. I heard you were doing this, yeah. I just, um, my heart just leapt because I know this is true. And I am so pumped too. And I can see it already. I can see your ministry. I can see you accepting people in those doors. I can see <laughs> you in the front. I can see it. But I want you to talk to everyone about the journey right now, which yeah. is, you know, every time we sit and talk, I'm loving the discovery of all the different religions and beliefs yes. and understandings of um, different countries. And yeah. I mean, there's so much you're taking in right now. Yeah. And I think because you're in school, like most students, you're just like overwhelmed and shot in the face with all this info. But I know there's a highlight reel for you of no, some stuff. Sure. So would you be willing to share some of the highlight reel of what you're learning? I would love to. Okay, let it rip, sister. I'm just honored to let it rip. So, <laughs> I mean, there's so much, as you said. Um, I think one thing I will say that has been galvanized so profoundly for me in my um, year so far, year and a bit, I've been a year and a half actually, seminary, is the fact that God, or what we, I'm doing quotation marks for those who are listening, can't see me right now, what we perceive him as to God, be. Yes. he does not dwell in a church with a steeple. He does not necessarily dwell in a temple, in a four-walled building. The real church is you and me, Tiffany. It's, 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 it's us here in this room right now. It's when people connect. It's when hearts connect. It's when heart to heart, real talk connects and it's genuine care, genuine truth. And it's a truth I believe based upon the word of God. So there's a scripture that also says that he no longer dwells in a house made with bricks and mortar, but he dwells in houses of hearts and flesh. So I'm learning that, you know, and our, our pastor, my senior pastor right now, this whole year, really, he has us on what we call Ecclesia Sunday. And I just finished taking my Greek classes. What? And I know, like, thank God, that was not <laughs> easy, but it was so amazing. The word Ecclesia is the Greek word for church. And what Ecclesia means is the church of God, where people connect we're connecting in a studio right now. We were connecting by the water earlier today. I can connect with someone in the grocery store, in a cafe for lunch. I don't have to go to a, there's beautiful churches, don't get me wrong, I go to a church. Yep. But Ecclesia Sunday, his whole vision and what our whole congregation does is on every long weekend, this is a long weekend, happens to be right now. Crazy. Every, I know, amazing. Every long weekend, Sunday is a day that we worship. Some people meet on a Saturday or whatever day you worship. Right. Don't go into the building. Go out and you bring the church to someone. Oh. And that's not religion because I am the least religious person you will ever meet. I wow. think if we, if you felt that religiousness off of me, we wouldn't have connected as well as we did. And yep, do. Because I think there's, um, you know, I, I, it has to be said right now yeah, that yeah. With, with churches, with different religions, with different belief systems, with different, um, I would even say skeptics or people who consider themselves atheist. You know, there's a lot of questions out there yeah. around religion. And when you use the active words like God That's or right. Jesus, and it, and it really sets off 
a lot of questions or alarm bells or red flags for certain people that haven't dug around enough to feel comfort around what that could be for them. Yes. And so what I love about you, Shar, and what I really hope this podcast does is it opens up your ability to see not through your eyes, but to see through your heart and to view the world less through the structures of religion, churches, God, scriptures, and more to understand that within me dwells love. Yeah. Within you dwells love. Yes. We are one. Absolutely. There's no separation. That's right. Let's do our best. Let's love each other. Let's do the best we can Mm -hmm. for one another. So the moment you're forcing anyone to choose a faith or choose this belief and follow this, when you're forcing someone, that's religious order. And when Jesus walked the earth, again, I I believe what the Bible says, and it says that he walked the earth, his biggest enemies weren't people that were normal on everyday, you know, average corner streets. His biggest opposition were religious leaders because he came to confront religion. And when I made my, my decision in what I live out and purpose to live out every day now is a relationship. I am not about religion. It's a relationship, a relationship with you, a relationship with someone I just meet today. Coco is someone I just met with. And there's a level, a degree of a relationship. Gentlemen, this is a phenomenal spirit about him but if i came across religious right oh you know judgmental who am i who am i to even go there and unfortunately so many of us bring that into the religious world my religion over yours my choice over yours yes and that's what divides people and i've learned also in seminary this kind of came through the teachings of the various professors which are amazing is that denominations, even in Christianity, which I'm affiliated with, denominations, there's divisions in there. And that wow. was never made by God. Men made denominations divisions. and divisions. Well, yeah. we believe this part of the Bible. Well, that's wrong. We believe this part of the Bible. Well, you guys go on, do your own thing. And wow. we'll do own. So all it's everywhere. And that's not the God that I serve. That's not what human beings were put on this earth to do, to confront and to challenge one another with their beliefs. It's really because we're all family. Well, I also think that we all have to find the thing that feels true to ourselves Mm -hmm. in our own spirit. Mm -hmm. And that although we may find something that's true for us, although it may not be true for someone else, Mm -hmm. if it is true, in fact, true to our hearts, Mm -hmm. And if we find someone else, this is my, this is my opinion that equally believes in something. And I don't give a shit what you believe in is that as long as you have love in your heart and a belief in something that is magical and higher, that's all we need. And why does it have to be named? You know, you said something earlier we first started off about grace and I believe in our hearts whoever we are we need to actually let me reprise that in order to be true to who we are and who we're supposed to be we need to emanate grace and truth what is grace 
Well, grace, the definition of grace is an ability to carry out something that you couldn't have had the ability to do on your own. You've been given a mantle of grace. You've been graced to do that. You know, some people are graced to be a mom. Some people are a mom, but they don't got the grace. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've met some people like that. 100%. (laughs) So there's a grace. And you know, when you step into someone that is flowing in their grace, flowing in their gifting, there's a grace for that. So we all have graces in our hearts. And don't let religious or religious orders or religiosity box you into what grace should look like. It could be taking phenomenal pictures and capturing those moments. It could be creating inspiration in someone's living environment. So grace and truth in our heart. What is truth? Pontius Pilate asked Jesus that. And Jesus' answer was, I am truth. So truth is, yes, whatever you believe it to be, but at the end of your life, I believe truth is a person. Ooh. I believe grace is a person. I believe faith is a person. And that's why people connect so well. And we should connect. I mean, if we rub bump heads a bit, that's fine. But at the heart of it, the reason why the conflict is really there between people is because they really want to connect. Why can't you just connect with me? Why can't I connect with you? So we bump heads and we conflict and we have arguments. But at the heart of it, when we were to pause and do freeze frame yep. and peel back those layers, you would see that boy, that girl saying, won't you just connect with me? I just want to be heard. I want to hear you and I want to connect with you. But we cover it with the pristineness of this world and you know what we think we ought to acquire and you know the awards there's nothing wrong with those but at the heart of it grace and truth your ability your gifting and truth it's a person that's embodied within this living temple i think it was wayne dyer Shar, you're speaking my language. I wish you guys could see me. I can't function over here. My whole body's in a big goosebump. So I'm in the presence myself right now because yeah, I know when awesome. my body gets flooded with the goosebumps, it's like something else is sitting with me. And for me, I get a little touching on my right shoulder when I feel that presence. Yeah, see? And I feel it. Remember I told you earlier. Yes. Yeah. So yours is a right shoulder and mine is yeah. a, it's almost like something waves through me and my whole body sh- like goes into like a wave of goosebumps. Yeah. But um, I was listening to Wayne Dyer a long time ago. Do you know Wayne Dyer, the author mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer? doesn't matter. He said, you know, you'll never find your heart in a temple if you don't have a temple in your heart. Come on. Yeah. That's it right there. And then I remember at another point when yeah. I'm just citing some things that yes. some of our listeners may connect Recognize. with. Recognize, absolutely. So we have Wayne Dyer saying, you'll never find your heart in a temple if you don't have a temple in your heart. And then we have... Elizabeth so Gilbert good. from yeah. the the author of Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's in India. Yes. And she says, what I've learned in this journey of what's going on when her life crumbles and she's gone to Italy and she's in India and she's meditating and she's praying all day long and she's trying to get to the core of herself. Mm. And the end of her Indian journey, she says, what I've learned is God 
dwells within you. Come on. As you. Exactly. Not everyone can handle that though, TP. I know, but I Some just... Some people think that's crazy, but it's the truth. But I needed to say yes. that because I want you to dig into that. Yeah. Because I believe it's not to say that you are powerful and godly in the wrong way. Got it. It's to say that you have the essence, the stardust, yeah. the magic, yes. the ability, yeah. the heart, and the... I think the word I want to use is strength Yeah, to do everything that God has done, that everyone else before you has done, that your idols have done, that your heroes have done, mm -hmm. that you have that all inside of you. Mm -hmm. And it's not about what you do, it's how you think. Yeah. Reframing how you think about yourself. Yes, absolutely. Removing those dark clouds. Right. So could you dig into that a little bit? Because I often think when someone hears, like, do you, do you hear people, when you say you go to seminary school, do you see them glaze over and like, oh God. Yeah. And, and not in vain. <laughs> sometimes, Sorry. Sometimes I do. Do yeah. they? Yes. It's like, eh, what's that? No. <laughs> some do. Others are like, oh, really? And some are like, really? Wow. So I get a, a myriad of all of it. But just but, to- But you were saying, like, people don't want to hear when you hear God dwells within you as you- it messes people it up. It messes people's theology because everyone, everyone has a theology. Of course. I'm studying biblical theology, but everybody has a, what's a theology? It's what you believe. Everyone's a theologian, essentially. So what happens, and just to speak to what you had shared, God dwelling in you as you messes people's minds because they're like, no, come on. Are you saying that you're God? No, I'm not. But I'll give you an example. If a mother and father come together, a man and woman come together, have a baby, or a couple comes together, has a baby, even if it's adopted, but mostly, naturally have a baby, that baby has a bit of dad and mom. It's the DNA. It's the genetic. It's the life. A little bit from mom, a little bit from dad is in that child. Those parents could even leave the child, God forbid, for the whole life. That child goes up and is just taking on the nature of the father that they've never seen, taking on attributes of the mother they've never seen because a little bit of the DNA, the chromosome life is on the inside of them. So when God dwells in us as us, give you an example. We're called to give our lives away because it's a gift. Remember what we said. That would look like feeding the homeless. Yep. It would look like visiting someone in the hospital that's yep. never had a family member visit them. That feels so lonely. Going to visit someone in prison, going to have lunch with someone, whether they're the janitor or the CEO. I'm not even ranking. It's not about status of life. It's treating people for being beings, not doings. So... If I'm able to say a kind word, extend truth, extend love, even when you might be, which you'd never be, but even if you might be nasty to me, that is me being God to you at that moment. Are you okay? Do you need five bucks? Do yeah. you need an Uber to get to Union Station? <laughs> I just set you up for that one. I'm going to get you an Uber later, so don't fight me. <laughs> That's you being a blessing 
And the blessing comes from God. He puts the mantle, he puts the ability on us to do whatever it is we're graced to do in truth. You know what I call those? What? God calls. Come on now. Whenever something like that happens, I say, this is a God call. Yeah, yeah. So like, all of a sudden, yeah. I'll get a phone call. It's about something that has been bothering me or something that uh, made me have a laugh when I needed a laugh. Right. Or um, somebody that I wasn't expecting would just come in and do, doesn't matter. It's always, you know, I'm doing air quotes, coincidence mm. or something that's happenstance. Come on now. But I always say, you know what? Right out loud, I always say to that person or whatever's happening, you know, this is a God call. Yeah. Because this is, be. yeah, this is coming through higher. And, um, and I always say to myself when I'm having a hard time or a hard day or someone that I love or yeah. know is having a hard time or a hard day, I'll say, guys, we got to lift it up. Oh, I love that. We got to lift this up. Hold this higher than yourself. I love it. And instead of saying something to someone that doesn't want to hear pray. Yeah. I always grab my two hands and I hold what I just hold them over my head and I say just hold it up. Yes. Yes. Hold it higher than yourself. Yeah. And it will disappear. You never falter. You don't break. Who you are is intact. What you believe, what you bring to the world, what you give, from the moment I met you to this moment today is only greater, bigger, faster, stronger of the seed of the person that you always have been. Wow. And you're only ever daily continuing to develop the new plumes to that being. Mm -hmm. And so why I was so excited about you being here today is because I believe that as you believe that everyone is gifted. Yes. That's right. Not only with this life, but something special yes. that they can bring to it. Yeah. And how they can hold up their special power. Yeah. And grace lives. You got it. With their special power. There's a saying I love to say, um, whenever you have a horrible situation that happens or someone was horrible or said something horrible about you or to you. Right. The higher level, the higher response is grace them. Oh, just grace them. So if you give me a call, Char, you will not believe what just happened today. I am ready to implode. What should I do? I'm going to tell you, TP, grace them. You're gifted. You're graced to do this. Grace them and watch that situation turn around. Don't take it here. Take it here. I'm lifting my hands just like you. And yes. that's when you grace somebody, grace a situation, speak life. Don't speak death. Don't speak, oh, I should have never done that. I'm so stupid. How could I? You're cursing yourself. Speak life. Grace yourself. Ooh, I love this. Grace yourself. And so many times we as women, as men, we, we are hard on ourselves. We were walking by the boardwalk today and <laughs> you and I were talking about our, our back fat. Our back fat. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't have any of. <laughs> but we need to grace our bodies and speak life. We need to appreciate the gift that we have. All of this. Shar was giving <laughs> waxing lyrical about my shapes. Oh my and I said, listen, Shar, if you're going to wax lyrical about my shapes, you better wax lyrical about your own. Because we, as ladies, we do. Yeah. We, we strive so deeply Come because on. we want to see 
the perfection in ourselves. But that, what is perfection? But this is what this is the challenge because we all have to accept that as we are is our own perfection. I love it. And as we are, we'll always change. Yeah. As we yeah. are is pure incarnation at all given times. So who I am today is going to be very different from who I am months from now. But when we speak about ourselves and we speak about imperfection and we speak about others and we speak about wrongdoings, we speak about sadness and bad days or all of it, my favorite topic and all of those things I just mentioned is forgiveness. Oh, wow. Talk about forgiveness. <sighs> forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. And I think the reason why many of us, us, I'm in there too, have wrestled with it or wrestle with it is because we're waiting for the feeling. And that feeling to be, may never come. Oh no, I'm not waiting for the feeling. I just need him to apologize. He needs to see what he did. She needs to apologize to me. And if that never happens, are you going to take that to the grave and waste your life? So I've learned that forgiveness is a choice and not a feeling. And I'll say this and one up on that is when you choose that, the feeling precedes that. I'm a living example. Whoa, I love this. Living example. I didn't know it was possible, but I lived it out. When, um, so my parents were divorced when uh, I was 11. So that's why my mom was a single mom. And uh, she became my best friend and we were so close. And I didn't see my dad again until from 11 to 28. Wow. And when I saw him, I, I, he wouldn't come to the funeral, all of that. Like we invited him to the funeral. So next time I saw him was... Um, after the funeral, years after, 28, end of my 20s, and he commented on how I looked. Like it was just, like I just, uh, I wasn't healthy at that time because I was still mourning, right? So, and I changed that in my 30s. But, um, you know, he did a lot of things and my mom went through a lot of bitterness. But I remember on her dying bed, she wanted him to come, which is why we were trying to get him to come. Because she wanted to say, I forgive you. And will you forgive me? Because she knew it didn't matter at the end of her life. She knew all of that did not matter. And he wouldn't come. But I believe and choose to believe that she still released that before she was able to shift and transition from this life to the next. And that sat with me. So I became bitter over the years and embarrassed and ashamed of my father. And when we did try to meet to get up again, we were just talking stuff about, you know, remember when your mom did this and just stuff that doesn't need to come up. I'm now in my thirties and that's what you're bringing up. And, um, I realized I had to make a choice. So I chose to forgive him. I didn't tell him, I forgive you. Because sometimes we're like, you know what? I forgive you. But that's a dig. That's like, I resent you. But you're clouding it with the word forgive. Totally. (laughs) Amazing. So fast forward, I made that choice. And just really quickly, at the very end of everything, my brother had his last baby. So just a few months ago. And he invited my dad to the shower. He came in. 
and there was no, you know, that, that yeah. feeling, yeah. it was gone. I laughed oh. with my dad. We chuckled. We talked about our athleticism when we were kids. And I saw the feeling had proceeded, the choice. Char, you blessed my house. You walked through my home and you blessed my home. And I just want to, um, because I always have to hearken things back to the space and to homes and to what we talked about today at lunch, which is inanimate objects have life. They do. And that it's not just human beings that feel things. And so I just wanted you to touch on that and talk about how you know, to bless all the things around us yes. and to, you know, with the hand, as you said. So yeah. go for it. Tell, tell the peoples about this. Absolutely. There is a power of laying on of hands. And when I walked into your beautiful glitter home, glitter palace. Glitter sweet. Glitter sweet. <laughs> I laid my hands on the panels and I just spoke a blessing. And, you know, the Bible talks about releasing the word peace and the word peace means shalom that shalom word means preservation provision protection love support all of its embodied the english language falls short to that of the hebrew and shalom means all of that and it says we're to release peace in the home and if a person of peace lives there that peace will rest and stay there. But if a person of peace doesn't want it, because we're not forcing anything on anyone, it comes back on the person who released that blessing. That's the power, Tiffany, you have every time you design a home, every time you go into a workspace, every time you go into a restaurant. You can release prosperity, peace in a tumultuous situation. See, you've got beautiful hands. Oh, sure. You've got blessed hands. You've got empowered hands and your hands aren't just gifted for your skill set they're gifted with your calling and i would like to extend that to every single person that's listening today is that our hands are so powerful and what we do with them and how we use them and how we touch things and how we think of things as we're touching things and as we're saying our thoughts, our prayers, our blessings to our cars or our homes or our computers or our animals is that these are all bestowing blessings and love through our being to those things that we touch and how powerful it is for us to keep the vessels of our bodies, of our temples clear to know how important it is that we are giving that, that we are through our hands to those we touch. So because you've touched my heart so much, Char, and how every word you speak just resonates through me like a shiver or a beautiful sea wave of shivers and goosebumps through my body, I would like everyone that's listening right now to close their eyes because I'm going to invite my beautiful friend, Charmaine Cooper, Cece, as I like to write on emails. Charmaine is going to lead us through a prayer that you're going to hear in this moment and hopefully replay over and over that's just going to make you feel magic so Shar, you got the floor lord i just honor you today and we honor you lord in this moment with every listener with every person that we've come into contact with today 
our friends, our families, those neighbors, those coworkers. Father, I thank you that nothing is by happenstance or coincidence. There's a purpose for every single one of us. You've given us this gift and you ultimately demonstrated the best gift. You sent your perfect gift and you gave life for us. So that's what we're to do. And I pray for every listener that when they feel at their lowest, they remember that they are not a mistake. They are not an afterthought. They are not alone. I grace them, God. I speak grace and truth. May it dwell on their inner parts and may they pursue the purpose for their life. Not what other people expect, not what everybody thinks, but what they know in their heart is right. And Father, may they step into that flow because they are stepping into you. In Jesus' name, amen. Sure, I love you so much. I love you too. That was so beautiful. And thank you to those that are listening today. I love you. I am grateful for you. I am grateful for this opportunity to share Charmaine, my dearest friend, with you. Thank you for the opportunity. It was an honor. And you, you doing what you're doing with your heart and your spirit and your being and your love, changing the world. And I'm so grateful to be in your world to do anything I need to do to help you accomplish your greatest goals and dreams. And I'm so, so, so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Love you. Love you. I got to end this podcast with a verbal love letter to you, the listener. I wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone sharing my love and my people's without you so from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for tuning in supporting commenting wherever you are i'm so grateful if you want more love by way of any other medium from podcast i'm available at tiffanypratt.com or on instagram which is at the tiffany pratt i'm sharing all my love in other ways on those mediums And more than anything, Delta Faucets Canada, this podcast would not be happening without you. Your support, your encouragement to be here is everything. And Coco, the mixing, the mastering, the music, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be slick and we wouldn't even have a beautiful place to record if it wasn't for you. This is a village of beautiful people who have made beautiful things happen. And I am humbled and I am grateful. So until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you back and I'm so grateful that we found each other here.